Hello all, and welcome to Brewing with Jim, hosted by Jim Brewington. Jim is a pastor and a teacher, and has served in these roles for the past 45 years. He has worked in small churches and mega churches, primarily as a teacher serving both the hearing and the deaf population. He has been an interpreter for American Sign Language for 30 years, and is an esteemed author in the ASL community. He has his bachelor's in psychology and criminology, master's in theology, and has mentored many, many members of the church and students. He has served CVCS since 2020 and has been teaching high school students for the past 12 years. Jim has been married to his lovely wife for 50 years and has two sons, one of which has passed on to be with our Lord in heaven. Brewing with Jim will focus around the idea of giving biblical and experiential perspectives to life's hard questions. We have surveyed the students here at CVCS and do our best to create a genuine conversation around the talking points the students want to know most about. We are excited to bring you a show once a week addressing topics and creating an open forum to bring about honest conversations. Thank you all for listening and taking time to brew on Life's Questions with Jim. Hello all and welcome to Brewing with Jim. I am your producer, Grady Sanchez, and as always, I'm here with Jim Brewington. Hi there. <laughs> Hi, Grady. Hey, Jim, could you just start off the show with maybe some insight on why you wanted to do this show? Oh, I'd be glad to do that. Yeah. I um, have for a long time, well, the time I've been teaching high school, asking students in what we called a mentor group mm-hmm. to submit anonymously, just write on a piece of paper without a name, mm. topics they'd like to hear discussed. Mm. And there's no limit to the subject. And I received two years ago uh, enough topics to last a year. There we go. They were very, very good. Yeah. And it became so popular as a format Mm -hmm. that the students, uh, some of the students wanted to stay after school and continue these discussions. And because you get junior boys who mm-hmm. want to stay after school something's going on yeah and they became seniors they graduated i have a new group of junior boys i gave them the same request mm-hmm. to give me topics you'd like to hear discussed mm-hmm. and i got good ones and i thought if this is as well received as it seems to be maybe we should extend the audience and I thought of the podcast. Yeah. And you agreed. Yeah. What an excellent forum that we have here at CVCS to to get recorded and uh-huh. share it among others. I know my mom will listen. <laughs> well, She's mine, always listening. Mine probably won't. <laughs> but <laughs> I think she has better things to do. I had a great mom. Yeah. She's with the Lord. Yeah. We, uh, my my <laughs> father-in-law just had passed a, at the beginning of the school year, and we have a little memorial for him um, this week. So. Yeah passing on those. But yeah, I'm digging the show. You asked me to come and help out. Love it. Getting I'm these so questions. so glad you said yes. Yes. And I am excited. It's it's a wonderful atmosphere. Jim is is excellent resource. And like I get caught up in some of the talks that we get and that we have. It's just like, wow, that was, that was brilliant. And so <laughs> just going through the prep work of the show, it was, this is going to be great. I'm really excited. And the listeners will come where there's always buzz in the hallways. I've already had students come up to me and saying, there's a show with, with Jim? There's a show with Mr. Brewington? I'm like, yeah, tune in. No, it, it's, uh, I hope it's well received. I, thanks for all the things you said about me in the intro. But uh, when I get home, I still have to take out the trash. So uh, I'm really just an ordinary guy who's been on the planet longer than most. And so there comes the experience. Yeah. 
Well, let's let's start to access that experience. Let's start to access those wonderful things that God has provided you. Um, the first question that came in was about success, and this world is is driven by success, by self promotion, social media, money, all of the things that account for what students and what people perceive as success. What do you think true success is, and how do you know if, if you've made it there? I'm probably going to say something now that is going to be contracultural, contracognitive uh, for all the people because um, I wouldn't spend one moment of my life wanting to be successful. Mm. I think that uh, the better approach to every relationship, every endeavor in life is to be valuable. Mm. And if a person is valuable, valuable to their family, valuable to their school, mm-hmm. valuable to their team, uh, to their employer, mm-hmm. to their church. Right. Success is a byproduct of that. Mm. All success that I can think of mm-hmm. is measured by numbers. Right. Do you have a successful marriage? Yes, we've been married 50 years. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you've been valuable <laughs> in your marriage. Okay. And uh, do you uh, have a successful business? Yes. We make so many dollars, numbers, Mm -hmm. in profits. Now, it's the legitimate first priority for businesses to make money. Mm -hmm. But I think all businesses should have a second reason for being in business. Mm -hmm. But to become valuable as an employee, you don't really want to create statistics for yourself. And Mm -hmm. I have so many sales and I have... You want to help your company make money Mm -hmm. and become valuable doing that. Mm -hmm. If you're valuable to your team, you do whatever is necessary to help the team score. That's right. You don't have to score yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you're not looking at your success. You're evaluating your performance by your value to the team Mm -hmm. and so forth. So I wouldn't, I don't know, what do you think? I wouldn't spend a lot of time trying to be successful. It's a byproduct of your value. Yeah. Yeah, when we were talking about value, that kind of shifted my sense of what it was to be successful because in a classroom on the field, the most valuable person in my classroom isn't necessarily the one with the highest grade. That's Sometimes right. it's the person with the most insightful thought that's not necessarily measured by a quantitative test. Or even I had a shortstop in college that hit just under 200, which is below average, but man, he was a leader. He was vocal. He was great on defense. He prevented other teams from scoring. So his value was just as high as the best hitter on the team, but it wasn't necessarily like, oh, popping off the page offensive stats. He he is the, the guy. He is like almost the background players that are serving the purpose. They have extreme value. And I think that gets lost on kids too because even if in the theater program you have the star of the show but there's so many other parts that need to make it run wouldn't you think a valuable team or team member is one who would encourage other team members yeah that seems like a small thing but yeah. that's that's a big thing mm-hmm. and there are no stats for no. how much you encourage other people right or how much you comfort other people when they are hurting mm. and so forth. There are no stats for that. What a valuable friend that is. Exactly. Yes. I have been blessed with some what I would call good friends, mm-hmm. close friends, mm-hmm. 
And by the way, just in parentheses, I don't like the term best friend. Mm. Why would anybody, how do your other friends feel when you say, oh, this is my best friend? Right. Oh, wow, who who am I? But anyway, off the point, back to the point, I think that uh, to be a valuable friend is somebody who uh, keeps confidences, Mm. somebody, uh, in my estimation, who has a sense of humor, Mm -hmm. uh, somebody who... uh, when everybody else is walking away, they're walking towards you. Mm. And so those kinds of thoughts about value and success mm-hmm. uh, are valid. Yeah. But you mentioned that the world assesses. Mm-hmm. And the world assesses by numbers. Mm-hmm. Even parents sometimes. Yeah. How are you doing in school? Well, I have three A's, a B, and a C. Right. Well, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't tell me if you've learned anything. Right. Uh, How is your business? Our profit has been this in the first quarter Mm -hmm. and this in the second quarter. You see how how that goes? The world still assesses by success. And I was just talking to another student and kind of like the world that I grew up in, too, because I grew up in Mission Viejo and just the next city over. And a lot of our currency as kids and for parents wasn't necessarily how much money you made or the house that you live in or the car that you drive. A lot of what is driving parents is their children's success. And so they're, the parents are then driving the grades. The parents are then driving these, these notions of what it is to be successful, but students are losing what it is to be valuable or to bring something to the table in the classroom. Precisely. And the parents are living vicariously through the kids wanting the best school, <laughs> wanting the best future for them, but uh-huh. there's so much that's, I feel like there's so much that's missing in the person themselves. Well, the, it's not the student's fault right. that they're grade-driven. Yeah. Um, many of my students, if not most, are grade-driven, mm-hmm. and they're in school. They're not taught even to be in school to learn, mm-hmm. but to check this off so you can do all the requirements to get a piece of paper and get out of here. Mm-hmm. Some are learning driven. Mm -hmm. They are. We call them lean in students that they lean into the teacher. They want to hear. They take notes. But it's not the student's fault. Mm -hmm. The parents ask what the grades are. They follow the grades. Mm -hmm. They have to make grades because it goes in the transcript. And when the transcripts go to college applications, Mm -hmm. they are the college directors, I'm told, Mm -hmm. are looking at the transcript and the grades. I hear they look a little bit at uh, community service, mm-hmm. but um, it's mostly grade-driven. So there, there's two thoughts that I've had in my research about this topic. And one, there's a Dave Ramsey video that I played from my finance class at the beginning of the year. And there was an interview with a set of high school students. And it was like, would you rather learn the information to know it and to own it, or would you rather just get the grade? And the students overwhelmingly said, just give me the grade so that it can go on my transcripts and I can go to college. Exactly. And then there's this contrary one to where, like, it hits my soul, the late um, Taylor Gatto, or uh, sorry, the late John Taylor Gatto, said that even Harvard and the Princeton, they're getting applicants that have 4.8s, 4.6s, those numbers. Right. They get thousands of them, but they only mm-hmm. admit a select few. So what is it that separates the four, the thousand 4.8 GPAs? What is it that separates those people from all the rest of the same applicants? And so his exactly. analysis was, what what is it that stands out? What value will you bring to the school? They don't want to 
enroll somebody that is just going to check the boxes at the high Ivy League level. They want somebody who's already going to provide value to their school as a student and then bring back money as an alumni. And I think that part, I think, is <laughs> missing. Bring back money as an alumni. Is. <laughs> yeah, so they want to bring value as, a, as an alumni, but also value as a contributor back to the school. Like you see that Mark Zuckerberg went to Harvard, dropped out, but then he's also giving back money to Harvard, supposedly, maybe, I don't know. But it's, they're, they're accepting these people who are just not numbers on a, on a page. They're accepting people who are much more than that and providing more. They've pr- pr- uh, provided nonprofit charities in their own name. They've provided services to others. That's good news for like, me to hear that. I was unaware yeah. that they're looking at something other than uh, grade assessments. I heard a statistic that I cannot verify or mm-hmm. have not verified, yeah. and that is that the average um, person who's in charge of admissions mm-hmm. in a college looks at a transcript uh, or in an application, even if there is an essay involved, yeah. uh, the amount of time, 30 seconds. Mm. And it goes in. It either goes in the yes pile or the maybe pile or the no pile. Yeah. And that's a reflection of are you successful? Yeah. In school. Right. And not are you valuable as a person? Mm. But when you tell me that that they are now looking at value, mm-hmm. I'm jazzed. Yeah. That's the way I think we should go. Yeah. And with the thirty seconds, is just how could you set yourself apart? And maybe we could get this on another on another podcast because I think it's an excellent idea. Is how can you set yourself apart if there is success by numbers, how do you set yourself apart from the rest of the pack by being valuable? Yes. Even as you look at your own education the, this is another podcast topic, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. but uh, there's a big difference between education and schooling, mm-hmm. and it's possible to right. have either one of those without the other. Yeah, I have seen many schooled people who uh, are relatively uneducated, mm-hmm. at least as far as wisdom goes, right. and there are many people who are bright and uh, knowledgeable, and they have not been in school yeah. very long. So that distinction, I think, is important, but our students don't know that distinction yet it's it's difficult for them to assess that by themselves mm-hmm. it needs to be taught yeah i think that's a, a wonderful piece of this show is like okay we don't necessarily have all the time in class to dive into these deeper contexts right. and and it's bigger true. questions yes and so so grateful for your ideas so grateful for this podcast just here even at the beginning we're covering some <laughs> some big ideas some big topics and it's something that we can always reference back to and pick up on another podcast because these are we covered success we covered value now we're getting even deeper into what is how do you bring those things to your application or how do you bring those things to your team or your family or your let's do it let's do it in the future yeah yeah we'll have to make some notes about these things there we go Uh, well i have to make notes about everything that's right i'm old yeah (laughs) and going on to oh you have another question good yeah Another, so an, another question that was posed by a group of students. Very, so when I'm, when I'm going through and pulling the questions for the show, if I see something that's, that's re- repeated twice or the general idea is repeated twice, it's got to come on the show. So one of the things that was asked by many students was, we are at a Christian school, at Capital Valley Christian Schools. We're surrounded by Christians, students, faculties, but we still have students who don't necessarily know our Lord Jesus Christ. What are some ways to get started to know God and how to build a relationship with Him? That sounds to me like um, 
a sermon series of about six weeks, right. and we have <laughs> short episodes on these. Yeah. Um, how do I get to know God? Um, let me uh, give you two thoughts about that. Number one, two methods. One is that God has revealed himself as much as he wants us to know about him or thinks that we can uh, cognitively uh, understand in both our, our brains and our spirits um, what, who he is, mm. and that's in the Bible. And he's also asked us to be his friend. Mm-hmm. Well, he wants us in relationship, and he wants us to know about him. Mm-hmm. I can teach a class about God. I have a, a lesson that's about 30, 35 attributes of God, mm-hmm. characteristics of God. Mm-hmm. And I don't debunk that. I don't want to even de-emphasize it. Uh, I do emphasize it in my teachings that mm-hmm. here's what we can know about who he is, who he has said he is, mm-hmm. who he's revealed himself to be. But when you get to the end of a study like that, uh, the student knows about God, mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily know God in right. the sense of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think the best way to get to know him is to have a relationship with him. How would you get to know any friend? Right. How would you start a relationship with anybody? Mm-hmm. Well, you can ask questions. You can spend time with. Mm-hmm. You can observe mm-hmm. uh, how he responds to our communication with him, to prayer. Prayer is probably another episode, mm-hmm. but we uh, prayer is crucial. I rarely get on my knees and King James it for 30 minutes. Mostly, I'm just talking to my friend, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus, and a lot of my prayers... Uh, this will be uh, perhaps controversial, but many of my uh, prayers start with hi. Yeah. How are you doing? Hey, God. And <laughs> Hi, God. Yeah, Jesus, hey. Before we started this podcast, it was Holy Spirit. I know you're in the room. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to come in, but uh, would you guide us, please? Would you yeah. help us? Would mm-hmm. you give us your wisdom? Would you be here? Would you oversee this? And that's it. Yeah. Lots of the prayers that God has answered, and by the way, that's how I have gotten to know him, mm. have been almost throwaway prayers. Mm. And someday I will have, be happy to tell you what happened on an airplane as I was going to Rwanda at the very end of the massacre. God answered a prayer that changed my life, and my only prayer was, give me love for these people. Mm. And my head was against the window of the airplane, and I was drowsy, and it was just a throwaway. Mm-hmm. He changed my life mm-hmm. in Rwanda in answer to that prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got to know him. And I get to know him by walking with him. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Christianese. I don't like Christianese. <laughs> People tell me I'm walking with Jesus, and I'm thinking, okay, where are you guys going? Uh, who, who, who leads? Who, knows? who, who leads? <laughs> Trying to find out. We'll talk about Christianese in some other episode. Yeah. But I, the desire that the person has who asks this question, mm-hmm. you want to know who God is? Mm-hmm. He's your Lord. He loves you. Mm-hmm. And he wants a relationship with you. Right. Depend on him. Let him take care of how you get to know him. Yeah. Let him do it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to strive to get to know him. Right. He wants you to know him. Yeah. And he's got the power to do it. Right. He has the knowledge to do it. Yeah. He has the love for you mm. to draw you into his family as soon as your spirit says, I want to be in your family. Yeah. That's my answer to that one. Yeah. And kind of 
for all the all the listeners and all all the students and and people who are are on the beginning parts of their walk or their journey yes. or their relationship with yes. God or they're they're seeking him a lot of it for me just started with a yes I'll show up yes a yes Hey, you want to go to church? Because there's always that friend in that group, and there's always that person in your life who's, hey, go to church with me. Hey, pray with me. Hey, this, hey, that. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's my wife. Sometimes it's my mom. Sometimes it's it's a friend. Even in my own family, it's, hey, you want to go to church this weekend? And like my wife, myself, we get into a state to where it's just like, man, I am, I am tired of asking that person. I am like... When am I going to run out of those things? But just, And then our uh, speaker at chapel two years, uh, I believe it was two years ago, Christopher Yuan, it just sticks with me. And he went through a giant rough patch in his life, but his mom always prayed, always prayed for him. And even though he had some bad times and didn't know God at the moment, kind of helping with that relationship and getting to know God starts with there's people who are praying for you and always looking out for you. And when that time comes... Say yes, yes to the invitation. And then that's kind of when it, it starts to come. It's like a blind date. <laughs> you just got to say yes, show up, and see where it goes. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. it, exactly right. I, have, I regard my Lord Jesus as uh, at least a couple of things that he is. Mm-hmm. He is the magnificent, omnipotent potentate who has created the universe mm. and keeps the planets in order. Yeah. And he's also my divine buddy who rides in my car with me and That's helps right. me find a parking space. <laughs> That's right. And I, I regard both of those. I can't really do it at the same time, mm-hmm. but I spend a lot of my time just chatting mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. and enjoying his company. The Bible talks about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The fellowship is getting along with and spending time with. Yeah. That's how we get to know God. And please don't strive yeah. to force your getting to know him. Mm-hmm. He will take care of all of that. Depend yeah. on him. Yeah, I love that. That's just a great starting point to the rest of the, the podcast because this this is the beginning of a beautiful journey. Jim and I are walking together. Uh-huh. We're sitting here with mics in front of us, uh-huh. but we're going to be walking together. And so grateful that we have the same foundation, the Holy Spirit guiding us through this and helping us along the way. Exactly. Just to um, bring the last question to the table, everybody is dying to know what your thoughts are on pineapple on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I saw that question when... Uh, I was putting some of these things together, mm-hmm. uh, all these questions. Pineapple on, you know what my first reaction was? Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> and my second reaction was, oh, people say no. Oh, you can't have pineapple on pizza. You can't have ketchup on hot dogs. You can't have, yes, I can. Why can't I? And um, this will probably surprise you, but I saw that question and I Googled pineapple on pizza. Mm-hmm. And I found out this is a global it argument. Is, it is a controversial argument because I am a no. <laughs> I am a no, right? Oh, so, I can't so wait. I, I needed to. to I was. I was going to hold that for the show, and it was just like he is automatic yes, and I am a. I am a no. I'm leaning. I'm moving towards the middle, but yeah, I. I was a no, and am a no still <laughs> for a very long you know time. What? What I, Grady, what I read was that the people who resist mm-hmm. resist because. 
it's tradition to not have fruit on pizza. It's too sweet. It's too sweet. Yeah. And, well, and then others would say, it depends on what the other ingredients are That's, on the top of the pizza. Yeah. I think I'd probably say no to pizza with anchovies, mm. uh-huh. but I would say no to anchovies. <laughs> that's, so, that's right. Oh, uh, and what? no fruit on pizza? What about bell peppers? Well, tomato. Uh, and tomato. And tomato. And is tomato a fruit or a vegetable? It's a fruit. And okay. It makes the pizza. Okay. It's the marinara it's a, sauce. It's a fruit. Botanically. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Mm. Botanically, it's a fruit because it has seeds. On the inside. But in 19, late 1890s, yeah. there was a Supreme Court case on whether tomatoes are a fruit or a vegetable because it was an advertising oh. conflict. Yeah. And that's where the, the case got started and people would say it's a fruit. Or I, I don't know what the advertising said. Mm. But the Supreme Court ruled it depends on how it's used. And if it's stewed and cooked, it's a vegetable. And if it's put on a salad, it's a fruit. Hmm. So um, just take that and let that be part of your education. Yeah. Because that will get you nowhere, yeah. knowing that. Um, <laughs> pineapple on pizza. Well, okay, here is what I found out. People who oppose it say it's against the tradition. Mm. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. Some people regard the tradition, tradition of man. I mean, <laughs> some people regard tradition as being equally sacred with scripture. There are churches who believe yeah. that. Yeah. And so, if it's tradition, it, but we're not putting pineapple on pizza. We're not moving Christmas to April. Here, this mm-hmm. is. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? You're moving um, toward the middle. Yeah. So when it comes to <laughs> The Canadian bacon and the Hawaiian pizza with pineapple on it. I'm a I'm a firm no. It's just not my pizza. I, I, can, I choose to. How can a pizza be Hawaiian have, if it has Canadian bacon? It's <laughs> <laughs> another one for the ages. Yeah. Um, I I have so many other options of pizza that I I would choose to put something that I like on the pizza. But then uh, my wife, there's a local pizza joint. It's like a pop up shop. It's called Lunita's Pizza. It's here in San Juan. And he put pineapple, pepperoni, and jalapeno on the pizza. No. And it was so good. Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was so it good. Was, no. It was so no. good. And it's the way the, the jalapeno and the pineapple, like the spicy with the sweet, it acted fantastic. And so that is the only pineapple pizza that I, I will eat. And he, the, 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 actually, funny enough, the pizza title, because he makes his own titles, is called The Forbidden Fruit. Because pineapple on pizza, <laughs> I love it. forbidden little play on joke with the Bible. So it, oh, that's good. It is an excellent, excellent pizza. Great pop up shop. Well, I'm glad this podcast doesn't tell people what to do. Um, <laughs> Just folks, the door. it's up to you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's up to you. I think pineapple on pizza is available probably almost everywhere. Yep. Yeah. What about unfortunately um, figs? <laughs> figs. I'm not a fig person, so no, I'm not going to go no. there. But is there fig a type of person? Not yet. Not yet. Dead air Not yet. The, fig, the fig Newton. It depends on who you ask. Fig Newton. <laughs> he yeah. might be a person, but no. Was that because the fig fell out of the tree on That's Newton's right. head? That's right. Yeah, I got that story all wrong. And <laughs> oh, well, thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jim. That is a wrap for episode one of Brewing with Jim. 
Thank you all for listening with Brewing with Jim. May we continue to brew on life's questions, whether it's the highbrow or whether it's the pineapple on the pizza. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Jim, thank you. Thanks, Grady. Of course. Topics covered and answers offered in Brewing with Jim mine the wisdom attained from a life of pastoral ministry and care. They do not constitute professional or clinical training or expertise in the areas of counseling or mental health. CVCS and its podcast network want to provide a platform for the discipleship of our community. Brewing with Jim is our attempt to foster that environment in a format that is accessible and open for all to partake in. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and may or may not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Capistrano Valley Christian Schools or its faculty. The material and information presented here are for general information purposes only. This episode has been a production of the Capistrano Valley Christian Schools Podcast Network. Capistrano Valley Christian Schools is a Christian JK-12 school in San Juan Capistrano, California. Be sure to check out, subscribe to, and leave a review of this show and the other shows on our network on your podcast player of choice. Doing so supports the school community in a multitude of ways. For more information about the CVCS Podcast Network or any of our other shows, check out cvcs.org or email podcasts at cvcs.org. On behalf of the whole network, this is Mr. Jasper saying thank you again for listening and stay tuned for more.